Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Have you checked out American Forces Travel yet? American Forces Travel is an exclusive website powered by Priceline built for veterans and active duty. Check them out at veteranonthemove.com slash travel. Right, we're back talking with retired Brigadier General Tom Drotty, U.S. Marine Corps, call sign Sage. So Sage, I wonder if you could talk to us a little bit about taking care of your own and in the context of when you first learned as a, when you were at the academy and early on as a young officer in the Marine Corps, what was your experience with taking care of your own? Yeah, thanks, Joe. Uh, and uh, I think this is a critical part of leadership. Uh, in every leadership talk that I've given, uh, I boil it down to two things. Accomplish the mission and take care of your troops. And uh, sometimes they can be in conflict. Uh, the other day in class, this came up, and I'll, I'll share that uh, maybe shortly. But at the academy, uh, when I was there as a midshipman, and then later as a company officer, the disadvantage we had was uh, we did not have enlisted senior enlisted integrated into the brigade that is to assist the company officers. So a lot of uh, that relationship uh, officer to enlisted, we just had to kind of pick up on our own. And then later at basic school uh, was reinforced, but I guess it, it boiled down to, and one of the things that I, I learned was um, when a first platoon sergeant said, uh, you know, to me, uh, uh, I, I don't care what you know, as long as I know that you care. And that may seem like kind of a clever play on words, but it's, it's really the essence. Uh, he knew that coming out of basic school, I knew a lot about the tactics and structure and so forth of the Marine Corps. That's the beauty of the basic school. For the, but that other part, I guess, has to either be inherent or it's learned. And it's, it's, it's best, I guess, if it's inherent, but it can certainly be learned. And that is to give a damn about your people. And it's uh, kind of a balance because you're talking about people that as a combat leader, you're going to send into harm's way. And those that uh, Sun Tzu talked about, uh, you treat as your own beloved sons, you're putting them at risk. So how can you care about them if you're exposing them to death? But that's, that's that, that, that challenge of, of leadership, of a combat leader, of, again, getting the job done, but taking care of the troops. I think the first uh, part of it is, is is kind of simple, and that is uh, know who they are. I mean, it's easy for them. They, they've only got one lieutenant or one captain, or as the case may be. But it's important that that you know who they are. And that maybe takes a little bit of work, and some are better th th at that than others. But I guess I can illustrate it uh, best by the story of when we had a reunion of my rifle company. Uh, this is years after he'd been in Vietnam. And I, uh, I showed up as, uh, as an active duty colonel at the time, but to the minds of my troops, I was still the captain, I was still skipper. And of course, in my mind's eye, there's still PFCs and Lance Corbels, although they're kind of gray and <laughs> perhaps have added a few pounds, but you know, we, we just went back in time together. And anyway, uh, George Martin walked up and said, sir, uh, you know, it's great to see you again. He said, do you remember when, when, when I showed up uh, and reported to my company, and I said, no, no, George, I really don't. He said, no, no, don't you remember? You know, we're standing there talking, and then all of a sudden, there's all kinds of noise and explosions and screaming and hollering and so forth. And 
And you turned to me and said, uh, Martin, I'm going to be kind of busy here. Go jump in that hole. And uh, when all of this is over, uh, we'll, we'll talk some more. <clears throat> and I said, no, George, I, I don't remember. Why do you remember? What's the big deal? George now is really hurt. He said, sir, the big deal, the big deal was you knew my name. You knew my name. You're right. telling me that if George Martin got blown away that day, somebody would know that he went out as a fighting Marine. You knew my name. And uh, I guess I've always uh, you know, latched on to that, that that's a, a critical point of knowing the name of, of your troops. It's a great beginning, but sometimes uh, we overlook that. But uh, so that's, uh, I think, the first one. The next is, uh, you know, their welfare. Um, and it, it, you can't make it easy for them, conditions. But you can make them as good as you can and try to set the example of, of being willing to share the hardships of your troops. You know, as a leader in combat, you don't have a, a, a more refined fighting hole, uh, you know, with, uh, with wallpaper and, and uh, floors and, and so forth. But you, you've got to be there. And, and again, it's, it's the business of, of showing up. You know, 90% of success, Woody Allen once said, is showing up. And that's, uh, that's what it's got to be. Uh, you can pretend to care, but you can't pretend to be there. And that's, uh, I think, an, another necessary aspect of demonstrating that you care about the troops. You can't, from a distance, say, gee, this is going on or that's going on. Uh, you've got to be there where you can see it, see it and, uh, and do something about it. And every officer has that opportunity to use his authority. It may be limited to second lieutenant, but he's still the officer. And still he can get things done that uh, can benefit or make life better for the troops as they prepare for, for their mission. So th those would be just uh, the first uh, initial thoughts of, you know, knowing who your troops are and then showing up, being there at the time. You know, when, when they're digging fighting holes and the officer shows up, suddenly that becomes important. Uh, my dearest friend, General Krulak, when he had Second Force Service Support Group, uh, would show up in his uh, coveralls. Uh, when the troops were changing oil uh, on the vehicles. Think how important changing oil became when the commanding general showed up and was willing to get uh, down there and dirty with them as well. Uh, uh, some people say, well, that's kind of a hokey thing. I can tell you, it, it just speaks volumes about caring enough to, to show up and, and to, to see what, uh, what your troops are doing and to, as best you can, make uh, what they're doing uh, a bit easier or a bit more productive. Uh, so I think those are the aspects of, uh, of caring. The, the other things are the getting fed or the getting promoted. I mean, all of those things are part of the officer's responsibility. And uh, that can't be shirked and that can't be passed off to the adjutant or, or to the personnel officer or somebody else. It's the leader who's got to care about his people and demonstrate his caring by uh, what, what he does or what he fails to do. Well, a, a, a phenomenal, eloquent way of... Uh explaining taking care of your own for first-hand experience so we're going to take a quick break and uh, when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about how you've taken taking care of your own out of the marine corps and in its in the civilian sector as a college professor we'll be right back if you've got business travel coming up vacation time or you're going on leave now's the time to make your reservations for spring and summer travel with american forces travel serving you and helping your military family American Forces Travel is an exclusive website and a DoD partnership with Priceline. It's powered by Priceline and built for veterans and active duty. 
American Forces Travel can save you money on flights, cars, and hotels, and support your branch of military at the same time. Active duty, reserve, veterans, and more can use this restricted website. You'll save money on flights, cars, and hotels, and on top of that, travel company commissions go to your service branch to be reinvested into your military community. So check out American Forces Travel at veteranonthemove.com slash travel and see for yourself. That's veteranonthemove.com slash travel. All right, we're back talking with Sage. Uh, sorry, before the break, you were talking about your experiences in in the academy in, in Vietnam and, and throughout your your, mil- your military Marine Corps career on taking care of your own. You've actually had some experience taking that concept out of the military and into the civilian sector in a number of different ways. And what you're doing currently is, as a college professor, can you talk a little bit about what you've done or how you've taken this concept, taking care of your own into the, into the world of teaching college kids? Surely, Joe. Um, yeah, it's uh, amazing. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I was really concerned of, you know, what was I going to do as an infantry officer? Um, you know, I knew how to, you know, just things and, and, uh, people and so, but didn't think there's much need for that civilian world, but I was fortunate enough to, um, to land a job with the uh, USAA, which focuses on the military, the families and so forth. So it, it seemed to be a good fit, but the other is that, um, uh, I was the first uh, Marine retired general officer to come to USAA. Uh, it was very much an air force organization there in, in San Antonio and a great outfit. Uh, my days with USAA, I absolutely loved uh, great leaders and uh, great people. Uh, but it's primarily Air Force, a little bit Army, less uh, Navy, and now comes this to Marines. So, you know, what is this going to be about? So uh, I guess the, the first thing I realized is that uh, the things that I had learned uh, as a Marine about leadership are, are translatable uh, into the civilian world. Now, obviously, a different mission uh, that, that goes without saying, but, but there still is a mission. And our mission was to provide the best products and services we could to, to our members, not customers, but members, because they are member, members of the, the organization of USAA and their families, and to be there when they're having difficult times, you know, a, a loss of some kind or a PCS move, which it can be really uh, uh, you know, shattering or very uh, stressful to families. But these things that, that I had experienced, and I thought, gee, this is an opportunity to, uh, uh, to kind of translate this. So the, the first inkling I had was uh, I was in charge of support services. And one of the things they told me after I had gone there was, uh, you're going to be in charge of the Fiesta. And uh, I said, gee, that's, that sounds good. What's the Fiesta about? Well, we bring in a bunch of people and it's a Fiesta for, for San Antonio. I said, oh, great. Uh, how many people do you expect? Uh, around, you know, 5,000 or so. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks. So, uh, uh, to prepare for this, uh, various uh, folks are out building uh, little stands and so forth. And again, if you can pretend to care, but you can't pretend to be there. So I go in on Saturday and, and I'm wandering around and talking to people and you know, find out what's going on. And uh, one guy is looking at me uh, really kind of kind of strange. And I, I walked over to him and I said, um, you're a Marine, right? And he popped to attention. You know, you could hear, hear his heels click. And, <laughs> And I said, yes, sir. You know, how did you know that, sir? I said, well, I, I just kind of guessed it, but, uh, you know, how you doing? And I said, uh, listen, I've got a bunch of stuff that uh, a friend of mine, a recruiter, sent me. Uh, why don't you come by my office Monday and, uh, and we'll, uh, I can pass it on to you. Oh, yes, sir. I'll be there. So, so Monday rules are on. There's no sign of them. And so I paged him. 
which <laughs> made me really think he's in trouble. So she shows up, you know, kind of peeking around the corner. Who am I in trouble? I said, no, no, come on. Come on. And so I uh, passed on some of the stuff to him and, and he's, he's looking at all of this and, and with tears in his eyes, he said, sir, are we going to have a Marine Corps birthday here? And I said, of course, we're going to have a Marine Corps birthday. I mean, we've got uh, some Marines. If we got two Marines, that's all we need for a birthday. Now, of course, I didn't clear that with anybody, but, <laughs> But it's one of those things, Joe, that when you have instincts that say this is the right thing to do, um, you just have to not get wrapped around the axle with, with asking permission. Mm. Because sometimes uh, for people to decide, they've got to you know, go through all the This is the right thing to do. So we did. So we had our first Marine Corps birthday. And, and because of that, then USAA said, well, gee, since the Marines are uh, having their birthday, uh, all the services will have their birthday. So they used a Veterans Day, the 11th of November, sort of the 10th to that. But the point was, you know, here's a Marine that, that uh, was working, who honestly wanted to have a, <clears throat> the Marine birthday celebration, proud of, of his heritage. And so that's, that's what we did. The other is that, uh, again, following the lead that I had of, of uh, getting you dirty, I, I went out and uh, worked in the, on the cars because the uh, vehicles were part of my responsibility. <clears throat> You'll appreciate this. I went out to the airplanes, which are also part of the USA responsibility, hmm. and uh, got a chance to, to replace, I think, as a generator and, and realized how difficult it is to work on. And I'd worked on cars a little bit before, but there's not much room in an airplane. And it came out with busted yeah. knuckles. And so, and I'm sure that afterwards, the, the mechanics you know, made sure that I didn't screw it up. But <laughs> But, but the point was, there I am in coveralls, seeing what they did, uh, getting an idea of, of what, the, and then to ask them, you know, uh, how, how can we make things better? Do you have any ideas, any thoughts, and so forth? Then to get that direct feedback, uh, the same way I would in, in the Marine Corps to a PFC. Uh, hey, what, what do you think of this idea? What, do you have any, any thoughts on how we can make this better? To get that feedback, and not that every idea is going to be a good one, but, but people appreciate being asked and uh, to have an input. And so often I, I realized that, and with any kind of change, we, we, we automatically get into the how, here's what we're going to do and so forth. And I read a great book that I just passed on to anyone called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Uh, this book uh, changed my life, and I wish that I had read it uh, much, uh, much earlier. But in it, he makes the statement that if you can explain the why, most people can live with the how. Yeah. If you can explain the why, most people can live with the how. But how often in the Marine Corps, even at USA, all through my life, you know, the bosses, uh, the, uh, the, the heavy say, here, we're going to make a change and here's what we're going to do without explaining the why. You know, wh what is it that we're trying to accomplish? You know, show me the picture. D tell me the why of it. Uh, what is it going to look like? You know, how are we going to do it and so forth? To automatically get into the how without you know taking that step of explaining the why just uh, never made sense to me. So that I think was one of the things that I kind of picked up from the Marine Corps, but uh, passed on to uh, to other uh, uh, office that I've had a, an opportunity to lead. So th th those are just some of the things that I did. Uh, again, getting around to know the people uh, to establish that you know the boss who sits in his office is is, uh, is making a terrible mistake. Because if he sits there waiting for people to come in and see him, many people will not do that. Right. You've got to go out to them. You've got to show that you're accessible, that you're willing. When I had the two offices in Sacramento and then in, in, here in Tampa, uh, 
my wife and I would go in on Saturday morning uh, when we started the extended hours and, and I'd walk around and, and employees would say, what are you doing here, Tom? Uh, there's another aspect. I wasn't general duty to them. I was Tom mm -hmm. because I didn't want my previous rank to somehow be a barrier in our relationship and our uh, communications. Right. So what are you doing in here, Tom? And I, I said, well, I'm, I'm here because you're here. Well, what do you mean by that? I said, well, you're giving up a Saturday morning. Are you working on Saturday morning because we need you? The least I can do is to show up and, and demonstrate by my presence that I appreciate what you're doing. And it was like, holy mackerel, you know, what, what a strange notion that <laughs> the, one of the people that, who are in charge of us uh, is showing up to, uh, uh, to show, you know, his appreciation. And, and, you know, that's, and again, people say, well, that's kind of a gimmicky thing and so forth. I don't think so. Right. I, again, you can, you can send out memos and emails and so forth. I love you. I care about you and so forth. Nothing is a substitute for showing up. Uh, Quick story, uh, high school basketball player, All-American, went to college, was an All-American. I mean, just a phenomenal player. His mother attended every game that he played. His mother never saw a single game that he played. Why? She was blind. Oh, wow. Gee, what the hell, did, you know, blind, what does that mean? Well, the important thing wasn't that she saw him. It was that he saw her every game up in the stands demonstrating by her presence that she cared. You know, that, that's not asking a, a lot of a leader that, that you take time from your schedule to, to show up. Those things that are important to, to employees, you know, a birthday's anniversary, whatever. If you get an invitation to something as a, as a leader, go. I don't care what it is. The, you're, the people you're privileged to lead thought enough of you to invite you and by golly, you got to go. Uh, it's, it's just part of, I think, demonstrating that that you give a damn about them. Hey, well, um, we're getting close to the end of the time for this episode. Uh, we are going to continue this conversation about taking care of your own. Um, I wanted to get to your experience uh, as you've taken this concept into being a college teacher, college professor. Uh, but I think uh, in the interest of just keeping them, trying to keep these around 15 minutes, We'll just do a continuation and uh, and continue that this discussion on to the next episode. So thanks again, Sage, and uh, these two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike. <laughs>